Hey, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm here with Aaron and Keith. And this week we are talking about The Boys, season two of Amazon's superhero show. Kind of Avengers meets Justice League, but evil. Uh, all the superheroes are actually bad guys. The bad guys are kind of the good guys. What does everybody think of season two so far? So we are seven episodes in. I believe episode eight is the last episode of season two. Uh, and it's, I got to say, um, it, it was a difficult binge. Not because it wasn't good, but it is a stressful show to watch. Um, <laughs> it is really, really stressful. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I got a ton more to say, but um, Keith, I kind of, you know, I'm curious to see what you thought of it. I know you've been a fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so I've always, I think I said this once before when we saw season one that it's like uh, the boys reminds me of what would happen if Quentin Tarantino directed a superhero <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. And 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 then sometimes it can be like the violence can be like super gratuitous, and you know I can only deal with so many heads exploding at once. <laughs> but it's. One thing that I think that the boys achieve, and I know we're going to get into that more, is being able to say say something and be extremely entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It makes me think a lot, and I like there's all these metaphors in the show, and I have to really think about what the metaphor is doing and what they're making fun of and what they're criticizing, and I like that. It makes me think a lot. One example of that uh, that I experienced, I mean, there's so many, so many. Uh, one of them that came up for me was when um, they kept going back to the set, basically doing their, ver- well, I think they call it like the Dawn of the Seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a, a live action movie of, of the seven together. And like, you know, one of the examples was, you know, uh, Homelander outs may queen may one of the heroes and it didn't want to say outs um says that she is is a gay woman when in fact she, you know her actual identity is being bi and there's a whole thing with that but so they keep having these men write these scenes for her and they really sh- just shoehorn in her being gay and and she's talking to this other woman and you know it's like they're having this back and forth like hey it's a good thing you're a, a hacker she's like well you're the one who did the real work because you're the the hero with all the power and, and then She's like, yeah, well, I just want to be myself, you know, gay. And then and then it's like one other line. It's like insane. And it's like, damn, like it is weird. Like when you think about the representation of people on screen and kind of the lack of, of you know, empathy we have for people and how they were depicted. There's a lot of shit like that in the 70s and 80s for all kinds of stuff. Even before you get into like the corporate way the superheroes are being shown, if they were real, like what corporations do it this way. And it's, there's just a lot they're playing with this that's really interesting. Yeah. It's a really good critique of when they introduce a female superhero, it's all about her being a female superhero. It isn't like she's a superhero who's also a woman. It's like, this is like Wonder Woman's name is Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like it's, right. it's just a little ridiculous. It's kind of, you know, what it also made me think about why we kind of like on that type of subject is um, A Train. How they um how they made that little rap song for A Train that was rapped by the white guy. What well, in the before that was a demo. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know it, it gave me that that vibe of like you know 
it's always the black character that got to be so hip, be the hip character all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it made me think about um, when I used to watch the Power Rangers. Oh, which, Lord. Which I, I still do sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> how, how the Black Ranger, I think he was like, everybody I knew that was like our less favorite character. Like, I didn't know, know not one Black kid that liked the Black Ranger. On that now, and part of it was all that hip hop dancing and all this. This uh, it was I'm sorry if he was your favorite. No, no I'm not talking just, my favorite. No, <laughs> I wait, just wait, didn't wait, know wait, anybody wait. that liked Zach. That's all. <laughs> okay, now, all right, now you're going a little far. You went from I ain't know nobody who liked him to you know not their favorite. Everybody's yeah, yeah. favorite was Tommy. That's this whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah but but the, the thing I'm saying is that part of what made I think Zach lame was the fact that you had white people writing his character and then yeah. trying to make him this hip character though. Well he always was breakdancing like for no damn reason at all. For no reason he breakdanced fight. Yeah. Like it was it, it was <laughs> the most that, impractical but, but fighting. Capo, but Caparera <laughs> is cool. He wasn't really doing that. That's what made it kind of funny. Um, but Caparera's cool but it's not effective though. Okay. All right, we can get to the martial arts <laughs> part of, of this uh this pod a little bit later. But uh <laughs> But in general, I really just enjoyed a lot about what the show's doing. And, and I, I guess it's like, you know, where do you start? There's so much stuff. There's so much character work in this. And, and honestly, as, as kind of flipping as the um, kind of marketing is for the show, it does really take its time. And, you know, before we get to the gore building yeah. in moments uh to make those act- action sequences matter you know yeah. for everybody um it would i don't it's like where do we start okay you know let's start with a weird one the deep oh i love everything going on i, I was thinking this hour today like what to talk about and i think the deep is now my favorite i don't know if he's my favorite character but i think he's my favorite storyline like oh his his arc is pretty interesting <laughs> yeah no yeah say more say more i'm just curious I mean, just his whole obvious Scientology thing that's going on is incredible mm. to see him get completely torn down and then built back up. And in the first episode, he's the guy who forces um, Starlight to give him oral sex in order to stay on the team, basically. So there's like a whole Me Too thing in season one. And he's just this reprehensible, awful character. And I just like that by season two, we started to feel bad for him and think like, yeah, he's bad, but he's not as bad as like Homelander. Well, you so, know, th- there's some interesting stuff there. Um, this, so the boys' comic, I can't remember exactly when it was written. I want to say early 2000s, but it's way, way, way before the Me Too movement. Right. And in the comics, there's so many things about the comic that are different, but also just way, way, way more graphic and adult mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff. So I think in, in the comic book, that sequence you're talking about, and I don't know if it was a deep, it was A-Train, Homeland, and another, there was a third super, a third male super, who they forced uh, Starlight to uh, perform more sex on them to stay on the team. Wow. Um, yeah, you think that's bad. Like, there's a lot more stuff in, in the comic so that's it's, insane. It's, it's basically like the fake superhero porn movie in episode seven. Oh, oh, that lamp lighter was oh, watching. Oh, wow, that's... that's a, <laughs> Oh, wow. What an Easter egg. Damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, great point. I've forgotten where I was going with this. Oh, yes, the deep. Okay. So um, it's funny because it's like so shocking when it happens in season one. You're just like, that's, that's insane. I can't believe the show would go there. 
but the fact that they toned it down from the comics is oh man they toned down plenty in, in most cases that's that's how it always is right like the comics are usually going to be a little bit more risque and raw than the the mainstream content i think I think that's that's normally the case and yeah it, I, the deep is a very very different character and he's not sympathetic the same way his, his costume is also very different he's like always in like a like a almost like a submariner looking outfit right. he never takes that shit off hmm. um and you don't see his face very often um if at all i think in the comic but anyway there's a lot of stuff about him that's very different a train too like a train's white in a comic not black um stormfront is a male actually one other really i feel like the first time we talked about the boys this came up too and i definitely want to come back to the deep but this really interesting thing that they've done in the show is that the uh our heroes the boys themselves uh or you know uh as a group the only one that is a soup is kamiko but in the comics everyone takes compound v so everyone can fight you know soups so Sounds like season three. Yeah, it sounds like something they might do. So yeah, and that's another thing. I didn't know. So I'm like, you know, watching the show, watching the show. And then I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at all the possible threads left from the comics and we're about to get to, to episode eight. And I'm like, there's a lot more to do. And then I was like, oh, there's a season three. Okay. There <laughs> right. we go. So they're going to do season three. So, I mean, it, there, there's so much stuff they've done that's different uh, that, that I feel like works really, really well with how they've chosen to handle it. And I think The Deep's a great example of that and uh, just kind of breaking down his character and having this critique on, you know, the fact that men tend to abuse women for some own personal inadequacy they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the stuff even surrounding that was just really cool. And just the politics of being a super in a world with social media and a changing cultural uh, dynamic in, in they're looking at it in a contemporary kind of modern political sense. And then how they use that to also talk about fake news and social media and the manipulation of, mm-hmm. of people with strong men and how we're even seeing that in our own politics. And the thing that's funny is that's not a new thing for the source material. The source material was doing the same stuff before social media was this huge, big thing. Right, right. So it's really interesting. What are y'all's um, thoughts on them making Stormfront a woman in the show? Like, why do you, you know, considering that we know he's a man in the comic books, why do you think, why do you guys think they made that, that change? Well, I, I don't think, without, you know, reading all the source material, it's kind of hard to even, like, critique that, you know? Like, if, if all of us knew and had read all the books, I think it'd be interesting to get into that conversation. I mean, Stormfront in the comics does not have any sort of romantic relationship with Homelander. There is no, um, I mean, we really should say spoilers when we got going. <laughs> nah, they, they know what's up about at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but, if they're uh, still listening without knowing who any of these people are and are still following this conversation, then God bless you. Thank you for your patience. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well, the, the Nazi storyline, they, they've actually flipped a lot of the different ways they're telling this. All The Nazi stuff is there, but they tell right. it different uh, in a different order. Like you learn a lot more about the history of soups and how they were made. You know, there's a lot more detail into it instead of like kind of getting it piecemeal. Like I think the first time we, we see is like the CEO of, um, of Vought is talking to Homelander. 
And he's like, yeah, so you were made basically, you know, and you weren't born, da, 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 da. and it happened during World War II, and that's how we won the war. Um, you know, because we were bringing over all these scientists and similar to the thing with nukes, we brought over somebody who knew how to make compound V. Um, they don't go in super depth at it at that point, but that's the background that's probably going to come up more and more in season three. Um, although we know that's Stormfront's whole whole mission. Um, Stormfront is definitely, even at that point, in, in you know, as of today, I think people might know Stormfront is a um, kind of loosely put like a white nationalist organization um, in the U.S. I think that's mostly known. People that's know the that. craziest thing that she actually has the same name as like a hate group. Yeah, and, and they were big. I don't know when Stormfront was, was I'm not like huge on... Yeah. their background all that but i remember in the 90s when i was still a teenager and going around on different forums like just going there because i didn't know what it was and i was like oh they really 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 hate people who ain't white here oh my goodness um you used to actually go on the racist message boards i didn't know what it was like i so you know how, when you're on different message boards when you're younger uh well okay you wouldn't have this experience probably but as you know so you're sitting there having these conversations with people and you realize a lot of people on there aren't black or or they are white and they don't understand certain things about whatever. And then somebody will say something that seems like, like ah, well, that seems really hateful, but I don't know. And then they'll mention the name of some sort. So I'd search that and like ask Jeeves or Yahoo, whatever the hell I was using at the time. Yeah. And I got the storm front. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what the hell is this? So I'm clicking around and I'm like, that's all they talk about here, and they were really mad about everything. Jesus, yeah. you know, you know what I think though. I think a lot of these um, characters, in some type of way, are like a, a human personification of certain ideals. I agree. Yeah. Like, um, for example, I was playing the Avengers game the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And I was playing with Captain America, and I was like, "Man, Captain America is cold." I like playing with Captain America. Then I started thinking about. I actually like Captain America as a superhero. I think that he was made to be like a human personification of the ideal of America. Yeah. Like the romanticized idea of America. Not what America really is, but the romanticized idea of America. Mm-hmm. A character like Homelander, on the other hand, is what America really is. Yeah. That's the human personification of what America really is. Mm-hmm. To me, Stormfront is is weird it was because okay is it just me or did she come off to be like this like ex, this feminist at one point right yeah she's an interesting character because they hint that she's from portland or seattle or something and so i thought she was like an anarchist and like probably far left but then we find out that she's actually alt-right basically and not yeah. even alt-right but like pure unadulterated right. nazi <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, and it happened quick. Like I knew, I knew it was like, okay, yeah, she's she's some type of racist. Let, let, um, let me tell you something. That shit went that fast for me. I was well. First off, I already kind of knew, you know, who Stormfront was from the comics, and that name just kind of you know gives it away if you right. are familiar. But man, when uh, Kamiko's brother, who you know, yeah, is, that's why I'm about to say when she, she was chasing him project. down. Well, before before all that, when she knocked him up from the parking lot. And she knocked them up, but then she killed the black dude. And I was like, uh-oh, they're in a project. And then she just starts blowing up. Like, she's right. just walking through, just blowing up everything. My mouth was agape. Yeah, that's when I was like, <laughs> I was, oh, 
something is wrong with this motherfucker. Like, like it, cause at first I thought it's just, she's crazy. Like Homelander is crazy. Nah. And I was like, nah, she is completely racist. Yeah. No, nah, I was like that, that had intent. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. And they knew, see the, the, the other thing that's really interesting is this idea of being able to manipulate the media and use collateral damage to say whatever, when you're the good guys, like when you're powerful enough, you know, in the wrong kind of, of, you know, like if you have an undemocratic society and you can't trust the information that you're being given and there are people who know the truth, but they know they can't tell the truth. What does that mean for society? And the show is very interested in this question as is the source material. Like what happens when, you know, the people who are in charge um, are cowards or just simply opportunists um and are not public servants and are just looking to do what's in their best interest um i'm sorry i can't possibly imagine what that would ever be like yeah we have no clue america's doing <laughs> sure. great right now yeah. uh, so, so i mean it's it's really it's it's asking those questions and you know what does it mean to to go up against that and you know, as you mentioned, Keith, it's almost like really to some degree Huey and Billy, although they're both with the boys and they both have the same, you know, common interest in wanting to fight against what what Vought um, has, has wrought onto the world. Um, they're foils for each other in many ways because their approaches and, and mindsets to, to handling this are very, very different. Right. Yeah, and the more I think about it, Billy actually is a bad dude. Oh, he's a... Again, comics. When you get to it, if, if they true, the thing is they they change the the way so many characters work that it's possible they won't make him as um as uh who is vile. I don't even. I mean, I I, I mean, I I, I struggle to find the word. He, I mean, the man is named Bill the Butcher. Hey man, <laughs> when when it gets to it, this dude do some stuff that you just be like, what in the world? And I mean, yeah, it, it's something else. And I don't want to spoil it, what happens in the comments, because, I mean, maybe they do something similar coming up uh, in the show itself. But, man, it is, it is, like... Yeah, whatever, whatever, plug, whatever plug you got to read the comics, <coughs> we need in on it. Uh, so there's a Humble Bundle right now. Uh, no joke, for 15 bucks, uh, when you're hearing this, it'll still be available. If you go straight to HumbleBundle.com, there's a bundle for... Um, the boys and it has not just the main series but all of the um, kind of adjacent stories that they told about the backdrop of all these different characters you can literally get like thousands of pages of comics for the boys uh, we're talking about 200 some issues for like 15 bucks all right i'm totally doing oh that. oh yeah i'm doing that um that sounded so smooth it sounded like they gave us money to say that Right. <laughs> I'm a humble bundle uh guru, so I mean Yeah, yeah, you right. sent me you sent me that link. I downloaded I got like forty comics for like twenty dollars. That was great. Oh, and he's talking about volumes, not issues, volumes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whole volumes. Yeah. That that I haven't been through yet, just by the way. But um yeah, it's it's a very entertaining show though, I say. And um it's it's weird how we live in an age where there's so many of these type of shows but i don't really i feel like i'm gonna be burnt out by them but i haven't gotten there yet when you have when so you many type different of show, variations what, what, what do you mean by that well superhero comic inspired shows and stuff like that 
Well, this is a very different kind of show. I mean, I think this yeah. show. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing that's interesting about the boys in general, um, <clears throat> I think the the comic is so gratuitous at moments. Like, it's kind of hard to focus on the larger meaning of what of what's being said. Um, I mean, they really toned down so much shit. Like, I, I can't even like like once we do season three, I'd love to do like a recap of all the stuff that's different and so much worse. Yeah, um, right. we, we we do like three hours on it. Honestly, it's kind of crazy, but um. What really fascinates me is like it's centered in in and done in such a way where like it like sometimes you'll watch something in, in uh, done in real uh, kind of like shot like it's real life but it feels kind of fake somehow. Yeah. The way they do this and shoot it and present it to you and in 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 where they reflect our current media, it feels so real. But it also makes me realize I would never want to live in a world with superpower people ever. Oh my god. No. Ever. It's well, terrifying to think about. We I probably mean, do. I mean, not that they have superpowers, but we probably have people who, because of financial reasons, can, you know, snap their fingers and make people disappear and things like that. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's on, true. Like on some mafia K- KGB <laughs> type shit. Which yeah. um, is like, but the, the fact that people are so flawed, you know, they, they have issues and they, they go through anxiety and, and they struggle. And if there was somebody like a Homelander, I mean, frankly, that person would have a hard time um, coping with, with being around people. And I mean, it's always been the question I Superman, Lex Luthor would say it, right? Like, hey, we are entrusting ourselves to this superpower to being in like, what if one day he just decides I'm just taking over. And that's what injustice was about. Like that entire comic yeah. series, which is incredible and incredible story. Really love and, 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 you know, cause basically what happens in injustice, the, the premise is that basically Joker uh, through some regular ass Joker manipulation gets uh, the Justice League to go off and, you know, stop a, a nuke from going off. But in the midst of this, too, um, one way or another, he got Superman to freak out and think Doomsday had come back using fear toxin from Scarecrow. He, you know, and, and Doomsday is like that dude. Like, he's been killed by him before. He's like, nope, I got to, like, go all out. All this other stuff's going on. And he's just wailing on him. He's taking him all the way up into space, just beating his ass. And they're like, Hey, hey, uh, you got to stop. You have to stop right now. And he's like, what, what? I'm beating Doomsday's ass. He has been beating a pregnant Lewis Lane. Oh. And didn't realize it. And so Batman's like, we got to hide Joker right now, right now. I don't know where we're going, but we got to put him somewhere. Superman busts through the damn wall, takes out Joker's heart, and is like, you know what? You should have done this forever uh, ago, Bruce. This is your fucking fault. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm taking over shit. Fuck this. It's Sounds done. great. And then he's like, no, you can't do this. We can't blah, 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 blah. And he, Superman starts doing shit. Like, he takes Atlantis, puts that shit out in the desert. He starts just fucking up all kind of shit. And like, you do what I say or it's going down. And that's what injustice is. And it's a really, really interesting premise and, in, in, you know, for how things could go wrong in certain situations. So it, and it, it spans on for like volumes and volumes. It's really, really good, actually. It's, it's actually like, 
it's probably the best like modern day DC story like for me that I, that I really got into. It's kind of drags on a little long, but it's it does good. it does. But it's good though. It's really good. Um, anyway, I say that to say in general, it is a critique. The boys has always been a critique of kind of the the superhero canon that we typically use. Uh, where there are these people who, let's say Peter Parker, for example. I mean, that that extreme uh, example of Superman is one thing. But even I remember laughing when I, um, when you start out the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game, Peter Parker, before he even swings out the window, there's a, a damn uh, slip that goes under his, his apartment for, hey, you about to get kicked out because you ain't been paying shit. Mm. This man has been saving everybody. He he goes and stops Kingpin from doing some stuff at the beginning of the game. He ain't pay his bills. He's a super scientist, but then, like, you know, he's working with Octavius. He is not Doc Ock yet, but then Norman's not giving them funding to continue this research to save humanity, essentially. And, you know, it's just like all this stuff's going on. He's just stressed out, and new villains keep coming up. And it's like, man, this dude would have snapped in real life by now <laughs> on somebody. Like, you're going to have to pay him. So it's like, all right, let's just say then you set up a situation where you start paying the heroes, right? All right, well, now you need to set up government rules and stuff. And like the boys talks about, okay, well, how much damage is allowed for this? And then what happens when this happens and so on and so forth, right? And it's it just goes on and on and on. And the boys is literally like, okay, for real, for real. When you have to have these people do these things, what takes place? And I'm, you know, would it turn out this way? I'm not sure it wouldn't get this crazy. I'm really not. It, it's such a good metaphor for cops. It's such a good metaphor for the oh, military. Wow. For I, hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. it just works for any of the people who we just assume like the de facto is, oh, they're heroes. Well, what if they're like everybody else and they care about getting overtime and they care about, you know, not getting sued and all the stuff that ordinary people care about? Yeah, I actually just read this really interesting piece on ESPN. Um, oh, my God. Howard Bryant uh, wrote it. Uh, and it was about the what's happening now where we have all this stuff, you know, with with sports and they're saying, OK, well, we Black Lives Matter, da, 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 they do all this stuff. But then at the same time, they're still calling all these people because most of this stuff is about police brutality. But at the same time, they keep doing the national anthem and they keep calling everybody heroes and have that hero language used for police really came from 9-11 and he started talking through that whole thing and why that took place yeah and i was like this is actually really interesting because i, I kind of forgotten that that's where that came from where every single person who is a police officer is a hero no matter what so you have to assume the, the best out of them at all times and you know just kind of how that's happening and, and she actually recently keith I, I know an hour from where you are there was that guy who who um has been charged with, there's an officer charged with murder for the uh, shooting a black man and, and you know first tasing him then shooting him in the, in, in the front in his chest and then as he fell down shooting him in the back twice mm-hmm. uh, while he was trying to break up a, a fight that just happened mm-hmm. um and this is the, this is the first time in a while i've seen a, a cop get charged with murder within like 48 hours like i, I mean that's pretty rare yeah wow but yeah, I mean, these things have a lot of consequences in the situation like you saw with Homelander. Um, he's out there. I mean, the, the footage was out in Africa and like he had lasered some dude who had the <laughs> compound V. 
And then he like he accidentally hit somebody else. He obviously didn't do it on purpose, but he when he did, he's like, oh, well, well. It's so he just leaves. Yeah, it was, he's like, well, I did that. <laughs> like, and then when the people were out protesting him, he comes down and he's like, oh, you're all the heroes. Like that's his way of just kind of always chatting with people, kind of like deflecting. So no, you're the hero. Da da da. Normally they go for that, but he was. They're like, you know, you abused your power. You weren't punished. Da 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 da. And then he imagines up just lasering that whole crowd like, fuck this. And then, yeah, and then he just steals himself a little bit and then leaves. And then he's like, I've lost control. Hey, um, Stormfront, how do I do this fake media thing you're doing? Because <laughs> this isn't working anymore. I, I feel like that, the stuff that she does where she has five dudes in a basement churning out memes is so... <laughs> I almost want to do like a footnote to the episode we did about Pepe the Frog, the Feels Good Man documentary. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it does feel like that's how they do it. It's just, that's what Feels Good Man is all about. These just dudes in their basement churning out memes, deciding this person is the good person and this person is the bad person and how pernicious that is and successful that is now. It's pretty it's crazy. Crazy, yeah. Uh, you know what? What did you guys think of? Uh, I don't. And like, I'll say the names, and if if you don't remember, like, we can kind of re- review who those people are. But what did you guys think of um, Madeline Steelwell um, and Ashley Bear, like their role within Bot? Um, which one's Ashley? So um, Madeline Steelwell was the one who um, was kind of. She was the one who the dude kept making himself a clone of, who got killed at the end of the first season. And then oh. Ashley's the one who took her place and, you know, went from like the meek secretary to like the replacement who's kind of like head of communications and things like that. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue is a hero to my people, meaning um, men over the age of 40. Uh, she's like adventures in babysitting, karate kid, cocktail. She's I love her and everything. She's amazing. I mean, I I was so thrilled she came back to the show after she died um, because she's just awesome. And we're going back for season three somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think she was an awesome, awesome character. And I actually really missed her this season. Um, I I mean, (laughs) she was there just now. Yeah, I I liked her as a counterbalance to to Homelander in season one um, and as kind of a person pulling all the strings. Uh, as you can probably tell from my not remembering who Ashley was, I don't, she didn't make a strong impression on me, but I like what she's doing too. I like her like kind of bureaucratic trying to hold things together. I just appreciate her being like the person, like she's like the normal person in the show who's like, it'd be like if you took somebody in real life watching it and you inserted them into that job and they'd be like, hey, hey, look. I found a way to make our Q numbers go up. Here, yeah. look, this is this, this dude who's, you know, he's, um, you know, he can't see and, you know, whatever. But look how cold he is doing this, doing that, da, 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 da. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> Bam, crushes his eardrum. I was like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, don't bring that weak sauce over here. I mean, so <laughs> like, oh, shit, like this motherfucker. <laughs> But I mean, she had never seen him in that element. And remember the first thing she saw actually uh, in this season, I remember she saw him drinking Madeline's breast milk. Right. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh shit. Like, what have I gotten into? I quit. I'm sorry. I was like, nope, nope, not doing it. He was killing that breast milk. Like crushing the breast milk. Uh, what did you, what did you guys think of uh, Becca Butcher and, and the situation she had with, with her super uh, son? It's a, a fucked situation to be in. 
That shit fucked up. That's like, uh, I don't really understand the situation though. Like, is she is she put there in like this fake neighborhood with the child by Vought or yeah? I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was kind of lost on that. Yeah. So, so okay. basically, Vought um, created a facility like a fake town <clears throat> that they could be in. And the boy doesn't know about the outside world. Basically, just think of like, uh, what's that M. Night Shyamalan movie? Um, the Village. village. Yeah, yeah. So think The Village, but like more modern. And so he has no friends his own age, I guess? I, that, that I don't know. We don't, we don't ever see him with other kids. We just know that he doesn't leave that facility. Maybe and, they're like Westworld kids. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it, it's like, in those scenes, I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, shit. Like, why am I agreeing with Homelander? Because he's like, you're lying to him. And I'm like, yeah, she is. This is kind of stupid. Uh, I, I don't think it's... I know why they're doing it. No, I know why. But, but I'm, I'm saying, but, like, if you're her, like, you gotta, like, actually come clean about this at some point. But I wonder... So, so I'm thinking, what was Homelander's upbringing? Wasn't it similar to that? Or was it not... It wasn't as good because he didn't have a ma- maternal influence. Remind me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this covered in season one? I just don't want to get into... I don't, He's raised, I believe, by the scientist who we saw at the end of or, or throughout episode seven. Yeah. Right. But I don't think I don't think he ever had like a maternal, you know, influence in his life. He was probably no, just no. treated more like a lab rat. He, he was a lab rat. And remember, like they even had in the first season, like him doing these fake. Uh, <laughs> it's funny looking back on it. Like these fake uh, biographical oh, yeah. things about like I grew up on this farm in the Midwest and uh, yeah, like he's Superman or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit was so funny. I mean, him wanting breast milk and fetishizing breast milk makes sense. Like he just never had that maternal anything. Yeah, it's it's. He's the real victim here. Well, I mean, that's what's <laughs> that's what's so. By the time, it, it's super weird. The comic shows. Homeland is like this incredible, evil, evil person. And then when you get to the very end, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, not that you're sympathetic for him, but you're like, oh, damn, that's... Hmm. No, but most evil, evil people are made. I mean, you look at serial killers and it's like, they were forced to live in a closet and not come out for weeks. And they were abused by all of their relatives. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I get it. That's, uh, that is what turns you into a serial killer. I think... I think another thing with Homelander that's interesting is that he is more so of a tool of evil men in a sense. Because like even with what um Aaron's comparison to um Homelander compared to evil injustice Superman, the difference is that in that is that Superman completely takes over. Completely. Yeah. He becomes a dictator. Yeah. Homelander does I don't even though he may have the power to do so he doesn't do it you know what i mean well, so so he, he doesn't I, he doesn't actually completely it seems believe in his autonomy at this point yet yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so he's still in a sense like a puppet or a tool to those that's that's over him in bot yeah because he's over there talking about his contract and shit and i'm like <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, he he's still thinking that way. Like I can grade my own company. I'm the talent. Da, 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 da. And he's like, "We're a pharmaceutical company. Get your weak ass out of here. Like we we can make more. Fuck that." Um, yeah, like you, we'll make a new homeland. Fuck you. Yeah, oh. it's it's interesting. Like I, 
what it's willing to do and try, I think is really cool. Um, the one thing that's really consistent about, you know, the show and the comics to me is Huey. Like I, I kind of, and I actually like Huey a lot more in the TV show, but he still gets on my nerves. Yeah. Like a lot. Um, but you know, he, in a lot of ways is more redeemable here. Um, in, in ways that I think are pretty cool. And I, I just think, you know, his relationship with Stor- uh, excuse me, Starfire really does oh. <laughs> pretty okay. I'm going to say Stormfront, which would have made no sense. Starfire uh, isn't her name neither. Well, oh, shit. What is it? Isn't it like Starlight? Starfire uh, is from um, Teen Titans. Oh, well, yeah. you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that character works pretty well overall. Uh, yeah, he's us. I mean, he's like the stand-in. He's the audience surrogate, and she, Starlight, kind of is too. It's weird because I feel like they're kind of the core of the show, but I don't know. They don't. They don't feel like the characters who get the most time. If that mm. makes sense, maybe they do. I haven't really plotted it out, but I, I feel mean, like they're willing to, to give everybody a lot of time, so it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know who gets the most. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they, they've got to be up there, right? I don't think maybe they're not the most interesting characters in comparison to everybody else in their their story arc. I mean, to an extent, I do. I do like Starlight in this way that when you think about it, she's the only like kind of like true superhero in this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's trying to do the right thing you know what's what's morally right not worrying about like appearances and stuff like that and then she's first off she's very brave to be like pretty much a mole within the seven yeah and like she said she walks around there and she feels like at any moment homelander could kill her mm-hmm. at any moment and she's like it's like it, it almost feels like being a walking around a lion all the time and never know when it's gonna strike um huey I think he is more more us. He invites us into this world. And you know how he gets into it is just the most randomest way possible. And season one, having his girlfriend be obliterated by what A train <laughs> ran through her or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Man. One thing I love about the show is like they'll talk about these really serious issues and then they'll just have something like that happen. <laughs> yeah, like right. that's the thing that's so well and, and not just that, like you there, the reason this was such a difficult bench for me was because I just never felt like anybody was safe. Right. And I'm just, con- it's just constant dread. Like people will be having, because they did this, I feel like they tricked my brain, right? Because, you know, you're sitting there watching the show and uh, I forgot the character's name, who they're talking to, who in the first season of this, ep- uh, excuse me, first episode of this season, uh, they're sitting there chatting and she's like part of the CIA and she's like, all right, so. Here's on some something and her head explodes, and I'm like, oh shit. And but then it's like the rest of the time, like, oh my God, like somebody could be having like a, a moment in a scene and there's all this levity, and then their head explodes. Like, I'm just constantly scared. Like, you know, yeah. something, something's gonna happen all the time. Yeah, like bad things did happen. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that as a plot device. It's kind of weird to me. I mean, until it's explained, I guess. I always think it's yeah, weird it, it, to watch well, something and like 
it happens. It's okay if it happens every once in a while, but I feel like it started to happen too many times where something's about to happen and then someone's head explodes. Well, it only happened twice <laughs> in this season, all right? Yeah, but, but like there's twice. Been <laughs> it been so many instances that were similar to that where like something happens and then there's this big action thing out of nowhere happens and then it just shifts the focus somewhere else, you know? Yeah, that. but that's kind of like the the – mo of this show that i mean they do that every episode <laughs> that's just kind of how they how they roll right um well you know one thing i like is like the way that they kill people there's no question that they're dead <laughs> oh yeah like, they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like game of thrones where it's like well take them to the healer maybe oh, he can okay. come back like nope they're they're done you know yeah. i will say though uh huey did recover kind of fast from uh having metal in his damn gut uh you could t- there were some moments they were kind of cheating a little bit, like past episode five. I was like, "Hey, man, hold on!" Like he just—I get he went to the hospital, but um, how's he like running around right now? Bro, hey, on the real though, my favorite character is Black Noir. I don't know shit <laughs> about that man, and I don't man. know if it's just because he black and got black in his name. But the fact, I guess, because he remind me of Snake Eyes from um, GI oh, Joe. Good. Yeah, I can't wait like, till you learn who this character he, is. That, oh man, that's gonna that man, blow your mind. That man, I, I kind of, I kind of read some stuff about it, so I kind of know. I don't want to say it on here because I think it ruins a lot for people. Yeah, yeah. Man, nah, nah, who nah. haven't ruined it for themselves, like my dumb ass. I'm but what you were doing? <laughs> no, I was Wikipedia on Wikipedia, but I'm, a, I'm gonna read the comic. I'm gonna pretend like I don't know what I know. Uh, while I like, read the comic so I could be surprised. I'm going to wait till the next episode, and if they don't reveal it, I'm going on Wikipedia. Then I go, I'm, I'm nah, going to tell you nah. for a fact, you ain't going to know about it. It's kind, it's kind of, it's a very, it's a very, very deep thing. It, right? It's an in-game kind of reveal. Right. All right, I'm going to the, I'm going to the humble, humble bundle, and I'm, I'm doing going, it. I'm, I'm reading this shit tonight. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, but yeah, I, I, I like his character. He just come in and he just wreck house. You really don't know what his powers are. Mm-hmm. Like, is he is he as strong? I don't even know what's her name, Queen Maeve. I don't really know her powers. Is some of them just like super strong and bulletproof? Like, well, I mean, and then you don't it, really know what else. Give you some sense of her durability when she's getting lasered in the tits, as she put it. No, nah, uh, that's Stormfront. I'm talking about. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Queen Ma- The more oh, Queen Wonder Maeve. Woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they've given her enough, um, enough kind of what do they call them? Like in, in the geek circles, um, enough uh, not achievements. Damn, what, what's the word for it? Anyway, she hasn't done enough for us to be able to like really put her on a power level scale yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I what, do what do y'all think of her her character journey so far, Queen Maeve? I mean, she's actually an awful person just based on the plane yeah, that plane thing made me made well, me feel well, okay wait wait so 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 i'm just asking this question because i you know that how you guys interpreted that plane sequence so what made y'all say that makes her a terrible person because she did at least try to take some people out but i don't think she can fly the same way that um no she can't fly i'm yeah. gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you um I can understand why she didn't do anything in that situation, like out of fear. What I do have a problem with is she using that situation as leverage against Homelander. Oh yeah, for sure. 
that's that's what makes me feel weird about it because mm-hmm. it's it's almost because even when she was talking about it, she wasn't talking about it as if like oh all these people died on this plane, and this was this horrible thing. You know what I'm saying? Like when she was talking to her girlfriend about it, she was just more like oh we got him now because I got this proof that this thing happened. And I was, it, by the way, she was there and witnessed the whole thing. And up to this point, never said nothing about it. She's up an accessory. The, I mean, yeah. I, well, okay. If you but don't blow the whistle, that's, then that's when the, do you blow the whistle? You, uh, right. So you're you going to blow the whistle now on something that you should have been said something about. I right, can understand so, at the moment being afraid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But but now that you you want this guy off your back, you're going to expose this okay. information that's so, what i think is fucked up about it so tim this this actually kind of brings me back in my mind to like what, what you brought up um to some degree was the actual real life comparisons of this so this is almost like a blue wall of silence kind of situation yeah definitely you know like technically so we're not in that case we're not talking about like somebody physically being able to rip your head off but like you know there are potentially a lot of blowback and consequences for like you can murder people and just move a county over and get a job mm-hmm. you know in a lot of the ways these these things work in real life with with uh unfortunately with some of these police departments uh but if you snitch i mean we, we've seen how that works people get fired and they have a hard time uh, being able to to you know work another job in law enforcement yeah uh, never. so that it's weird because is she an accessory? Yes, but the dynamics of that moment do complicate it a little bit. Although, I mean, and she and she did try to save some people. She did. She said, "At least, please take these two. And he was like, "For what? For what? What am I gonna do that for?" And the thing is, as far as I remember, he could have saved those people. Yeah. But he was like, eh, for what? It's too much trouble. Yeah. No. I don't know. It, it, it's interesting because, yeah, it, she did kind of almost like try to remove herself from, you know, being a part of, of what happened. But I also just thought it was interesting. Her girlfriend, Elena, um, you know, when she was telling her, look, I, I got to go to my girl or, or my family's place, wherever, wherever she said she was going. And then Queen May flipped over the table and <laughs> it was it wasn't funny, but it was kind of like this this interesting ironic thing where you know people when they're getting into relationships and getting to know people they're like you know i want you to see the the, the real me and somebody's like well no well somebody asked hey i want to see the real you i want to see the real you and, and she's like this is it this is fuck i'm i'm fucked up <laughs> like yeah man you don't yeah that left a bad taste in my mouth man she could live it's one thing if you're not going to ever say nothing about it. It's another thing to try to say something about it to get some type of leverage over somebody, you know? I mean, but but the leverage isn't just simply to make him leave her alone. It's really to kind of try to get the world to see that he's a monster. I mean, I agree with you because yeah, but, I think it, it's, it, is, it does have a selfish uh, uh, incentive. But this, no, but listen, but this is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you so if you have something to blackmail somebody and mm-hmm. they do what you say, what do you do with the blackmail stuff? I mean, no, look, it everybody well, saying, entire it show does that. It doesn't. It doesn't go out there. The whole the whole idea and how I looked at it was that she gonna 
she got this over him, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. See well, what like, I'm saying? If, if he acquiesced to something she asked for, that she won't put it out and then leave him alone. Is that what you mean? Exactly. So, so pretty much, like you, you're only gonna put this out to the public based off what he will do, based off his response to it. I, I thought it was more like a thing of, uh, you know, she was planning to do this in some way or another strategically, but had to figure it out. Not that she was gonna just hold it, hold it, hold it. But I mean, I could be wrong, and if that's, I don't know. Uh, that's how I got it. No, but if if that's how you got it, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. That that would yeah. be interesting. It, but isn't it interesting how like how many times the, everybody in the seven has some version of that with somebody? Yeah, yeah, they really do. All of them have information on one another to some degree that they're holding against each other, except Homelander, who just has his power. He's not holding any secrets really. That I, I can think of. Of if, I mean, he ain't got a whole secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. he got so much yeah. power. He like for what? It'd be good to if in the finale everything just came out and we found out what impact that has. But they'll think of something better than that. I'm, I'm, man, this show is just so different from the source material um, that I, I'm just really curious to see how they how they approach it. Uh, Kamiko in general, um, what what did y'all think of of that character? Uh, she and Frenchie, like their relationship. Uh, their relationship and just those characters in general. Okay. Okay. I like that they're trying to give Frenchie a backstory and make him interesting. He feels a little like cartoonish to me still. Um, mm. But I did really like the speech he gave about how, like, I thought it was like a legit good speech, like outside of a superhero show or a satire show or anything like that, mm-hmm. where he said, we die twice when we actually die and when people say our name for the last time. I thought that was a really beautiful speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that character is interesting, and I, and I, you know, I think they'll do more with uh, him and Kamiko unless he dies uh, next episode. Um, no, you'll see. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then Kamiko, you know, I actually was, you know, there's a lot more focus on her early on than than later in the season, but you know, I think that actress uh, just does such a great job emoting without lines. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know sign language. So I don't know if she's actually using sign language or, you know, as as uh, he said, um, if there's just like this made up thing that she and her brother put together, uh, as Frenchie said. Uh, but I, I really felt like I was able to to get a lot, you know, from from her performance. I thought she was really excellent. Uh, she and in, in the, the actor who, who was playing her brother. Um, for those moments, uh, it was really cool, and also just seeing how Kamiko was just like her grief caused her to just turn into basically like a, a you know an assassin, like for me, pay for hire killing, you know. Like, yeah. I like her whole arc. I like her also hating Stormfront. Like, I like these little rivalries where you know it'll be a big thing when her and Stormfront finally fight, it'll be a big thing if Billy and Homelander ever somehow are able to fight in a remotely equal way. Yeah, it's, um, it's just cool. All these little, all these little rivalries that they're creating are just fun. Wait a minute, I just thought about the fact that, uh, and maybe this was where the last episode was going. That there was a, a um, soup who left the facility, who was crushing people with her hands, similar to her brother, right? To Kamiko's brother, she just got in a car uh. and, and was going somewhere, and that would be maybe that's what they're gonna do in this last episode. Maybe she's Kamiko's brother, reborn. 
Oh, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I oh, you, like oh, one piece where you eat about, a fruit and then <laughs> I, I, I think oh, you talking they about a, um the character from the from the, the ball, facility. Yeah, the, the she, girl who who had yeah. a shaved head and she looks so much like Brittany Murphy. It's like confusing to me. She really did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah I mean, she, she looked like she actually like extremely attractive outside of playing a bald head psycho on the show. <laughs> um. And she seems like extremely powerful. I thought she was the one blowing up people's head at the um, hearing. So I mean, that could that could be an uh, an explanation. They have an actual explanation in the in the comic. I don't know if they're gonna use the same thing. Um, really. Yeah, but that was that was that was the head that exploded the other time. So I'm thinking that that got to be connected to these other heads exploding. Probably, probably. I mean, but again, they're trying to plot. <clears throat> We don't know this for certain exactly how it's working out, but they are trying to create a bunch of soups for some reason that has not been stated out loud yet. They are trying to create and and maintain and enhance uh, compound V to be stable. Um, now, what would be interesting is if they're trying to to create certain specific powers, like actually, um, so. Stormfront mentions she's the first person with a successful compound V injection. And in the comics, Stormfront is basically the kind of like the patient zero for all compound V. Well, as far as like trying to trying to like take a person and then like inject it into an adult and have it go from there. Because mm-hmm. if you inject it in babies, they just they're good to go. But trying to eject into an adult and have somebody you can control and tell what to do and all that, like that's different. And and so Homelander's son is the first example of a of a um a child born uh that way. Like actually in the comics, uh Becca dies, uh I think she dies giving birth. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Or maybe she just is straight up dead. She, let's like she's not walking around in the, in the comic book series at all. Huh. She's not a character. Um, huh. And I don't. It, I can't remember if the baby is or not. I mean, like it's just it's been a while. But Becca's definitely dead in the comic, so that's not a thing. Um, it, like I said, there's a million things in the show that are different that make it a worthwhile watch if you uh, read the source material. Like, ah, it's be the same retread, and it's not. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, what was your favorite gory moment of the show? Wow. Um, wow. I don't know. I don't know if I actually like any of the gory moments. Like, I like that they're there, but I like that they're there more than I like them. Like, I like the audacity of them. But mm-hmm. I don't think I like enjoy them the way that you kind of enjoy like a gory scene in a zombie movie. Where it's okay, like, well, I, okay. It's right there. Let, me, let me say it differently. Which one shocked you the most? Um, mine's would be. It's fu- I know it's fucked up for all the you know animal activists, but it was that whale <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, yeah, the whale was pretty crazy. Oh, and, and then the whale was one thing like it at like what actually happening happening, but them having in scenes in the whale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Low key emotional scenes in the world. <laughs> in the hearts beating in the background and they're like intestines everywhere and shit. <laughs> hey, I don't know why I don't know why this is so funny to me with like when characters appear 
in a place and I'd be wondering like, how did they get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if I was the only person that, but, but like when um, Homelander and the whole seven just showed up and they walked over around the side that of the That shit well. did have me laughing. I don't yeah. know why that was so funny because they were acting like this shit was like a regular day in the office. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't, wasn't somebody, nobody, it wasn't like eight, like who who brought them all there? Right. Like, you didn't hear a plane come, you know, like when the X-Men come, they they come in the Blackbird and shit and you know, <laughs> they jump down or, you know. There's a lot of moments of convenience in this show. You got to learn to just kind of be like, ah, whatever. Uh, and actually, I want to mention some of them, but the, the thing I was going to mention about the, the scene uh, a lot of moments had my mouth kind of just straight up open, but the begin I want to say it's beginning of episode six where um, uh, Stormfront and Homeland run up on that dude robbing that place. Oh, yeah. And she starts r- rubbing his crotch and he crushes his head and, and then like spreading the blood over their face while they're having sex. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that sex scene was crazy. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, like I mean, the one before that? Violent. Or. <laughs> Yeah, not, not the alley, just the just the like, we yeah the this first time, yeah the yeah, first yeah. time they start, you know you know he burn her chest and they do I said what type of fifty shades of gray is she? <laughs> but he he could never do it with nobody else so yeah um he really didn't need that that uh old dude who could you know transform into different people as a doppelganger at that point. Uh, God, that was so great, and I knew that's what was happening. Then, when he, like, I wasn't expecting him to revert when he did from Madeline Steelwell to to himself. Yeah, that was, <laughs> then he turned into Homeland. He said, he said "Turn back, turn back now." <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else in this show that was actually consistently really ridiculous, and I'm like, this is such a comic book thing because it, it's like, in some way, the audacity of it's kind of, kind of what the show is, but also this is true in, in comic books, period. And like, they're just walking around. So, if you know, if the the first episode, they're like, here are the faces of the most wanted people. And then these motherfuckers are just going out in the middle of New York City, and just driving around like country towns, and they got star fry with them. She just don't have a wig on. I'm like, nobody recognizes them, really? <laughs> nobody? Like, like, they'll be showing up at somebody's home, and they're like, oh, I don't recognize you at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Superman, Clark Kent, you know. Yeah, exa- yeah, that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, you, you could you could, you know, uh shave, you know, uh or, or take one eyelash off and they're like, Oh, I don't recognize you now. <laughs> that is so weird to me. I I mean I it's the comic book logic. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it rock, whatever. It's definitely comic book logic. You know, you don't wanna overthink these things, right? So let it happen. Um, so look, we're, we're close to an hour. Uh, any any closing thoughts on on the boys? Um, and oh, and any any um, predictions for the season finale? Mm. I got nothing. The show be surprising me. I ain't got no predictions. Yeah, I don't know what is yeah, what. The, the only the only thing I got, and I don't know if this is something that they hint at in the show because I was trying to figure out why was Vought doing what they're doing with the compound V and correct me do y'all know why because my thought or do they express it is it because they're trying to create super villains like are they we know they're creating soups we don't know what their ultimate agenda is so what I'm thinking is that they're trying to create super villains that way 
the superheroes will always be in and in, in, in antagonizing conflict with someone. Yeah, you can always create like I feel this something else, some other show did <laughs> this, like like a version of it, but basically you always have a need for superheroes because they'll always be supervillains. Yeah. Now at the end of the day though, um so okay, so there's two pieces to this because I think that's what's happening, but at the other end of it though, there is what Stormfront wants. So, like, you know, how far are you willing to sell your soul for profit? There's that whole piece of it, right? Um, and, and that's the corporate side. But then, you know, the creators of Vought, you know, so the original creator created Stormfront, and she has an agenda that is about, you know, basically xenophobia and and you know, ethno nationalism and things like that. So those things go in tandem and really part of what the show's doing as a metaphor too is showing how in the face of fascism and things like that when people making money they don't give a fuck right so that that's what i think it is like so you got two different objectives you got Vought that probably wants to profit out of making these super terrorists so that their superheroes while it be profitable and then like you said you got stormfront who is maybe trying to bring back what the third right oh not maybe she said (laughs) right up front and maybe just you know perpetuate a um what they talked about like the superman the superhuman super race Mm -hmm. jackasses the (laughs) ubermont yeah whatever the fuck that is that yeah that's the nietzsche philosophy stuff Wolfenstein shit. Yeah. Oh, racist Brockworth eating motherfuckers. But, um, they <laughs> gonna so, be sitting up here in Memphis checking Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Memphis, that's a Memphis ass thing to do, though. <laughs> oh, man. I, I could take it further, but then we'll go into a cultural divide people don't know. But, um, <laughs> But no, nah, so uh, yeah, I, I I don't know where it's going. Tim, you got any predictions for season finale? I think Billy's going to kill Homelander's son. <gasps> I don't feel good for that kid. I feel like he killing him solves too many things. I don't know if it's going to happen that fast, but uh, I'm I'm worried for him. Oh shit! That yeah, he seems Damn. like a. Hey Tim, that that's a I look. A, <laughs> we I'm sure we're gonna have some producer go. Oh shit! Hold on, write that write that down. Write that down. <laughs> they thought they thought of it all. Yeah, because like if we, if we don't put it in the season finale, it's got to be early season three. We can do this and do all little boy's head is gonna explode. <laughs> oh my! If it's I'm gonna scurry. Now that I would not be happy with. Um, but yeah, and I, I really do love. Uh, God, we never even really talked about the, the kid too much. Um, I I was really happy that they at least confirmed that the kid had superpowers. Yeah, and there wasn't like some weird thing where like, uh, maybe you know, Butcher had gotten her pregnant before, like she had gotten raped, and it was really his kid. Not like no, that that is home oh, just kid. They're not even playing games with that. So I appreciate the show not acting like that's a mystery. That particular point, you know, um, and for them to take him off and like shit, I think I'm gonna make him like a. Oh my god! Did he be like a? Because uh, you know there've got to be other kids who already have Compound B in their systems, and they could start creating like a little soldier army. God, that'd be so weird. There's so much stuff they could do with this. So creepy, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, they already had babies like lasering people in season one, so I mean. <laughs> oh, that's right! I totally forgot about that. That yeah. was great. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I, I also like the fact that some people don't have like cool powers like the guy who's um junk just extra long and can choke you with it. Man, that shit was oh. funny as hell. Because when it happened, I was like, that looks like a dick. I don't know. <laughs> no, that was definitely hey what what Mother Milk said. He said, damn, homeboy packing. <laughs> <laughs> A whole elephant trunk in his pants. Uh, elephants. You can only be a supervillain with that power. You can't be like, I'll take care of it. Everybody's like, no. No, actually, you know what? How about, man, you know, we really appreciate if you just did communications. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like su- super dick, you can stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, and that monstrosity God. of a thing you got there. So. I mean, he can't have sex at all. No. Goodness, I had to give him a shit. Anyway, all right, uh, so welcome um, to the end of the low key pod. Uh, if you made it this far, really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Brought to you by Super Dick and Movie Maker. Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, run down the social media feeds right quick. Okay, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at the low key pod and also check us out on Facebook. And, uh, that's all I got for you. Oh, yeah, I've become very immature. I, I just got a number of big jokes in my head. So thanks again, everybody, for watching. <laughs> if you made it this far, please rate, review, all that goodness, share with your friends, and come back for the next one uh, following Thursday. All right. Peace. See you. Peace.